0: mentors just a reminder about the you can mentor book it's titled you can mentor how to impact your community fulfill the great commission and break generational curses the whole point of this book is to equip and encourage mentors with new tools and ideas on how to make the most of their mentor mentee relationship if you're a mentor hey go pick it up and if you're a mentoring organization pick some up for all of your mentors if you would like to order mass copies like more than 20 Send an email to me, Zach at YouCanMentor.com, and we will get you guys a special price. But go and pick up that book. It's good. You can mentor. Well, hello, listeners. This is John, and I am joined today by my friend Tammy Dorsett of The Gap at Sawmill Meadow. That just sounds like a place I want to be, Tammy. Like, I want to go there. And I, I know where it is, and I know that you're going to share. But even if you didn't tell me, if you just said, hey, you, you know, we're, we're heading over to the Gap at Sawmill Meadow. Do you want to go? I'd be like, absolutely. It sounds like yeah. that's a place that I could probably get some good coffee.
1: Yeah, well, you might be able to get some good coffee <laughs> if you make it yourself. It's a very small town. Okay. There's a really good coffee shop there, though.
0: Excellent. But- but small. Well, yeah. Tammy, we have a lot of good things to cover during our conversation today. And I'm so excited that you agreed to sit down with me just as we are, we, as we are shooting off the cuff here, as we are shooting from the hip. So thank you for that.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. Why right. don't, why don't we start by you just kind of start where you want to start? What, what is this? Why is this? How is this? And what's going on here?
1: Sure. The Gap at Sawmill Meadow is, it's a gap year program for 18 to 23 year olds. New adults is what we call them. We don't call them young adults. We call them new adults because they are brand new adults. And it is a gap year program for them in South Fork, Colorado in nine months duration. And, And our mission is to help cultivate wholeness. In new adults. So they launched thriving into the world and purpose and in responsibility. And so it was really founded out of a hard time in our family. So, our older, we have three kids, my husband and I. Our oldest is 26, and then his name is Drew. And then our daughter is 22. And then our youngest son is turning 18 soon. And this program was founded kind of through some struggles that we worked through with our older son who went off to college. Whenever he graduated from high school, he was a National Merit Commended Scholar, great grades, great ACT, super involved in our church. Like in my opinion, and probably in his too, had a really great childhood. Went off to Texas A&M University here in Texas. And during his senior year, he called us mid-semester and said, mom and dad, I packed my stuff and I'm withdrawing from the university. I'm on my way home. I can't do this anymore. And so when he came home, he was distraught. He worked that next semester, but his plan was to get back into the university as quick as possible. And so he turned around, went back in the, the following fall and completed the semester. However, we got a call from student services at A&M right after Thanksgiving asked when the last time we saw him was because one of his professors ber- reported him absent and didn't show up for a test. And so we authorized a well check, which is something really scary for a parent. And fortunately he was okay. He finished the semester because there was only like two weeks left and he failed every single class. Mm. And he came home and thought that his college experience was over. And so really began this deep dive kind of self-exploration of what happened, why did it happen? He got plugged back into community, he, in, in our church, he moved out, he got a job, he lost 40 pounds, he began cooking for himself, he began paying his own bills, he was forced to launch and be independent. And we thought that was his life, but mm. about a year and a half later, he came over one day and said, Mom and Dad, just letting you know that I'm going back to A&M in the fall. And this was after almost two years of being home. I've already applied, I've been accepted and I'm going to figure out how to pay for it. And so that was a gap experience for him. It was not planned. Mm-hmm. But we realized in that time period that we were not alone. And we felt called in this next assignment in our lives to do something about this for other people that are in a sim- similar situation, other new adults who, are, who feel paralyzed, who feel stuck on their current path. So that's that's how all of this got started in in Southport, Colorado.
0: Man, that is incredible. There is so much that you share there that that is so important and so valuable to hear. And I, you know, I want to hear so much more of that. So <laughs> I know it's probably hard giving us that thirty you know thousand foot view of that to say, well, this is kind of how it started, but this is where we went. I I just think it's a really beautiful story, though. It I think it stresses the the need for community, right? The importance of community, and also I think. That it's really incredible to hear about just the, the practice that your son got to the point where there was enough health for him to be responsible or, or independent and began thinking about some of those kind of adult responsibilities and maybe even burdens, but that he was kind of in the practice, right, of being able to, to do that. And then, because was probably had the capacity to value that education, right, to go back right. and to do that. That's right. That's it became
1: incredible. his decision. He became free mm-hmm. to make that decision for himself. Mm-hmm. He was initially resigned to the fact that that was never going to happen. And then something in that process happened where he realized, no, like I, I can make this happen. I'm in a place where I can make this happen. And it took him a year and he did graduate. He graduated this last December. He's now working at an engineering firm. In, okay. In
0: Plano. okay. Well, that is, yeah, that is remarkable. And I think also What's interesting? What I hear in this in this account is sometimes it's just that such the need for, and I'm not I'm not in any way kind of minimizing this or summing this up in any way. So please don't hear me say that. And I'm talking to you, listener. Okay, you're out there thinking, "Hey, John is is oversimplifying this thing because that's what I do." But Tammy, <laughs> what I think is is also cool that that's relatable to me is that. I think that we get so advanced, like let's just say in the, in church work and maybe sometimes in parenting, we're just so highly refined and advanced in our approaches to what we're giving our kids that we kind of forget that it's sometimes the most simplest of things that that really have excellent results. You know, case in point, it took your son uh, kind of to, he had to get to a point where he maybe could value and be responsible for these, for taking care of him, himself in some ways. But it's those very kind of simple and and large things of even learning how to do laundry or just some of these life skills things that also kind of give us that gratification, right? And that make us feel like we are productive and speak to our purpose sometimes. So the simple again.
1: It's gratification in the simple things Mm -hmm. and things and just responsibilities, like responsibilities that we have as human beings here on earth. There's gratification in failure, which I think if I think back on mine and my husband's parenting, I feel like we did a good job, but I think every parent will look back and, you know, pick out a few things that they wish they would have done differently. And for sure we, we think through those same things as well, but you know, if, if failure is really what what leads to, to growth in a lot of situations. And I think that this is an example of
0: that. Sure. No, I completely agree. If we're just always winning, then we're just kind of always celebrating and we're not ever really doing some real soul work, right? We're never going deeper right. into things because we just think, well, everything's fine. Everybody's happy. What's, what's the problem?
1: Yep. Yeah. And speaking of the simplification of things, that that really is the core principle of what we're trying to accomplish at the gap. And so kind of the, the, the key scripture that is informing all of our programming within The Gap is really simple. It sounds so simple that it's almost like, really? It's love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Because when I think about that verse, there's so much wrapped up in, in, in it. It's loving the Lord your God. Well, I do a really good job of loving the Lord like in my mind, with my mind. But also, what about loving the Lord with your soul? Like, what does that look like? And how do you do that? And how do you live that out practically? It seems so simple, but I think each of us are created in a way where we gravitate to loving the Lord in one way or another, more abundantly, mm-hmm. if you will. And then the second part of that is loving your neighbor as yourself. And I've always underestimated the value of loving yourself in order to be freed to love your neighbor well. hmm it's almost like, in you know, loving your neighbor then informs your identity, and it, it very much like I know I've just started reading your book, John, and it, I mean, that piece is resonating with me. It's like that knowledge of yourself first has to inform everything else. It's mm-hmm. so simple, and that's what we're trying to accomplish um, yeah. in, during those nine months.
0: Well, and I, I think that's the that's one of the keys, you know, just from hearing you share about this it's it's because you went through this journey and so even as we talk about the mentor kind of being the tour guide that says hey minty i you know i want to i want to be with you as you walk through this journey of life because i've been through it and i want you to be careful over here and i want you to stop for a second and i really want you to take a look at this you know the scenery here and don't miss this like god is is everywhere in this and so want to want to share with you my perspective and as we say you really can't take somewhere, you can't take someone somewhere that you haven't been. So yeah. again, I, I think that you guys, this this resounds with me so well, because you went through this time and you saw the Lord's hand in it and you said, hey, what, what can we do to help others kind of through their journey? So tell me, you know what, you, you have this experience as a family mm-hmm. and you, you I'm, I'm sure you begin to feel this conviction really as we all should with with all experiences, all all the highs and lows of saying like, hey because I went through this, how can I help someone else? I think that that's, that's just a, a part of our faith, right? What, how did God start working so that you take what was a family experience and you begin to think about really kind of growing this, this nonprofit?
1: Yeah, yeah. so it's also a, it's a pretty cool story, and I'll try and, and simplify it as much as possible. But my husband and I had already begun thinking about, like, what does our emptiness life look like? And part of those dreams had to do with a retreat center on some property in South Fork, Colorado, just bringing people there to experience the beauty of the mountains and the outdoors and the Lord, like, because it's pretty evident, like when you're there. So that had been a dream of ours. And then in the fall of 2021, I think, I went on this women's retreat called Camp Well in Colorado, and I really went there to just hear from the Lord that that is it. I was living my corporate world life. I had a a corporate executive position, if you will, or leadership position, and really just went to hear from the Lord, like, what, what is it that you want me to do? And all this was happening with my son at the same time. And really, it was there because my husband and I knew that if we're going to have a retreat center. We had to have young people helping us there. But really, it was there during prayer time where I felt very convicted that it really wasn't the retreat center where we needed to focus. It really was the need was to focus on these new adults and giving them an opportunity to live out independently with a little bit of bumper guards away from what they're from a place that they're used to live used to living and so I came home and told my husband he's like great I went to work the next day came home that night and I th- I said I think it's time I'm gonna quit tomorrow mm. and he said okay and so that's <laughs> <what> we <did. laughs>
0: there we go let's not waste any time here
1: <laughs> yeah
0: yeah awesome man that's so good so you know I, I would imagine that people can kind of find your organization in a number of different ways but maybe just paint a picture what is it what does it look like is it is it going to be the the new adult who is who is looking for this is it i would i would imagine that there are some prob- some really caring parents who probably might even initiate this process or be able to kind of get in touch with you and start asking some questions but i don't know give us an idea of what of what that looks like for one that would really benefit from this gap experience
1: Yes, that's a really good question because that's exactly what we've seen. We've seen a combination of 18 to 23 four-year-olds who are reaching out because they've either seen us on sh- social media, but we've also had a good number of parents reach out because they found our website through connections, through connections, through social media. Uh, Lord only knows how it's been found. And then they'll reach out. And so the the contact part on our website goes directly to me. It's not some other person that's manning it. Mm-hmm. And I've had a lot of phone conversations with interested potential applicants. I've had a lot of phone conversations with parents. And I think the biggest takeaway is the those that end up applying and really have a strong desire to know themselves better and to know the Lord better and can articulate articulate that in a way that that comes across during the interview process. I think those are the ones that are going to be most successful in this initial launch. And this is the initial launch, and so we don't have a history to know exactly, you know, what it's what type of person will benefit the most. Yeah.
0: Um, well, hold knows. on, Tammy, are you are you saying right now that this organization okay. that we're talking about is learning as it goes? To a degree, yes. Okay, yes. I think what's what's what I want everyone who may be listening to to understand is that like, man, isn't that isn't that like what everybody maybe should be doing, right? Because what's the alternative? The the alternative is just kind of like to be so studied that you actually never start your thing because everything that we're doing from an organizational standpoint, a relational standpoint, is always like, oh man, we're just we we want to be planned, of course, and we want to be prepared, but. Goodness, we've got to call some audibles so often. And so, you know, we're kind of constantly sure. figuring out something new as it comes. Well, it's just really great to hear that, to say like, man, we're at the, we're at the front end of this. So yeah. is like, does the program start kind of as it would? Do you guys have, you know, one starting time per year, three starting times? How does, what does that look like?
1: Yeah, our start time is one starting time per year. It's okay. a nine month program. We start mid-June and we run through mid to late March. And there there are multiple components. One is a formation component where we work through in community with each other and with mentors, the practices of Jesus. So things like, what does Jesus say about prayer? What does Jesus say about living in community? What does Jesus say about the Sabbath? What does Jesus say about living a simple life? Like all of these types of things we are digging into together as a group and then we're taking those principles out into the real world, like being in the world, not of the world, and practicing living those out. Okay. So it's ongoing formation that we hope is occurring at The Gap. And we're we're really relying heavily on some content that is produced by PracticingTheWay.org, which is an organization that John Mark Comer, who's a pretty popular author and, and pastor, is part of that organization. And so I've done several of those studies myself, and and again, going back to how simple it is, this is this is not hard. Mm-hmm. The hard part is okay, finding the time to pray every day. Okay, well, how do you do that? Well, we're going to outline. We're, we're each of us are going to come up with our way that we're going to pray, and then we're going to come together and hold each other accountable. We're going to practice. Forming ourselves. And at at the end of it all, hopefully we have a formula for formation for the rest of our lives. Mm -hmm. That's one component. And then Mm -hmm. another component is a work component. I think a lot of people, when we think about gap years, I know my thought prior to getting into all of this was oh, well, this is just somebody that's strapping on a backpack and hiking across the Swiss Alps, which. Mm -hmm. That is a gap year as well. It is a time of experiential learning. Our particular program has a work component to it, where we're partnering with businesses in South Fork, Colorado, and each attendee will hold a job, which will pay their way through the program. So this isn't a fifteen thousand dollar upfront, you know, parent pay for. This is a pay as you go, and you're responsible for it. But we're also going to help you with that.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow! So there's that. Well. I love that. So formation, work. Am I putting those okay? Yep. Are those the two? Are those the two pillars that this thing is standing on? Formation,
1: formation, then the work component, and then there's the life life experience component, which part of that is working. But we also are bringing in industry experts to teach just. Life, adulting skills like budgeting, healthy cooking. We are partnering with the Colorado State University Extension Agency, and they're working with us on that type of education. The attendees will learn to cook their meals for all of us, and we'll eat together. So, so those three components are the big components, and then we have a mentoring component. And that segment, since we are on the You Can Mentor podcast, yeah. that segment is kind of multi-pronged. One, we have a host couple that lives on site. We intentionally don't call them host parents. They are a host couple to facilitate all of the discussion, the community, to keep the program running and facilitate independence as a new adult. So that's one mentoring component. The next mentoring component is each attendee will be paired with somebody who's just ahead of them in life stage and will be meeting with them every other week. And then on those other weeks is the third component where each attendee will be paired with a mentor that is wiser and more experienced. So somebody probably, John, like our age, Mm -hmm. where we would be meeting with them every other week with different perspective, different life experience, and kind of having some key discussion areas, but really just digging into how are we loving the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength? How are you loving your neighbor? How are you loving yourself? And how is it all working together as part of
0: the programming? So here's the deal. I mean, from you, that's to me now, like you're in the meat of it, right? I just think that's great. Of course, you know, sharing what you share introductory of of kind of the why and the how is, is awesome. But man, when you start getting into the, you know, when you kind of open the hood of this thing and we start looking at the engine, I just feel like, the formation, the work, the life experience, the mentoring, right? This is, the, this is how this thing really runs. And mm-hmm. what, what I get from you sharing is just this holistic approach that you guys are really taking. The first and foremost, God is in everything, right? That He is in all and through all, but the stress of the work and the responsibility and the connection to say, I hear you say, you know, there's not any one way to do a thing. This is how I do it, right? This may be how I worship. this is how I connect with the lord if If I'm in your program, I think I'm hearing from someone who's just a few years older than I am. I'm hearing from this married couple. I'm hearing from someone you know older and wiser, maybe even a, a retiree, like really hearing those different voices and understanding that that that's what community that's how community really thrives. Am I wrong yeah. in that?
1: No, you're spot on cool. and i'm 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 literally so excited like I don't know anything about engines. But when I, when I look at, like, I wish I would have had this,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, and when I, when I first met you a couple months ago, I remember you praying for generational transformation Mm -hmm. for this program. And I don't think for one minute that it's just going to be the new adults whose lives are transformed. I think it's going to be the lives of the mentors as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm super excited.
0: Oh, that's so amazing. This is so good. Well, let's, you know, for our, our listeners, as I mentioned to you just before we began recording, the, the real hope is to equip and encourage. Equipping in the sense of, look, these are the tools that you can do to mentor. I think that you've, you've hit on some really important things to discuss the need for quality mentoring, of just living your life out in front, of, of sharing in some, you know, we often talk about what can mentoring look like? Well, gosh, it can look like just going to, to run some errands together. What about your mentee just kind of seeing how you operate in the world out there as one of margin and as one who, who has, you know, a, a thriving relationship with the Lord, but also a need to go to Target and, and interact with people and, you know, and, and buy groceries for your family, right? That's, that is so important. The beauty of this program, though, in teaching and in giving these new adults an opportunity is something that I wanted our listeners to, to say, man— how, how am I also going to be encouraged by what Tammy and the leadership of, of this organization is doing as well? And, and what I'm excited about hearing is that, man, you're at the beginning of this thing and it, and it is so exciting. And God is certainly going to do some great things because he's brought you to this point. And I believe that that you guys are just going to enjoy just based on obedience right of just enjoying great ministry and making yourself available god honors that god blesses that and so i hope that that the individual in the organization listening to this even now kind of gets here's your heart and is so thankful for you guys just saying okay lord you've you've brought me through this time you know you brought me through the 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 shadow of of death and now i'm ready to kind of turn around and say and now for your glory like let's have it so that other families who go through this time of, of difficulty with with their kid will say, This sounds like this is the program that will that will just be such a blessing for my child, or that the young the, the new adult would be able to say, Hey, this this is, is what I could use to really kind of get me to get me going. And so that so that we wouldn't waste time and that we wouldn't go through some experiences that that we could be saved from. Because what I'm hearing time and time again is just the is just the, the awesomeness of community. Of, of accessibility, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We're, we're super excited about it. I love that you mentioned obedience because one of the things that my husband, Matt, and I have been saying since the beginning, and this came from Camp Well, is obedience over outcome. Obedience over outcome. Mm. Obedience over outcome. And we've already seen the glory in our own lives of just being obedient to the Lord's calling, and we don't know what the outcome is is gonna be. And we're just we're just resting, we're just resting in that and are are comfortable in that, or maybe a little uncomfortable. I'd be lying if I didn't say there was some discomfort. So, but that that is okay too. And I think allowing these new adults to come and wrestle with things that maybe don't go exactly as planned, because I think it's gonna be a hard thing. Mm -hmm. I think it's gonna be a hard thing to pick up for them, pick, pick up and move and try new things as a new adult and maybe fail a little bit where that might not have been part of their repertoire prior, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. prior to coming. And I, I think there's value in that.
0: Yeah. Well, that's great stuff. So Tammy, you know, give me an idea of, of size. Like optimally speaking, you have no idea what the, en- maybe the enrollment will be come June, but uh, you know, what's, what's, if, if someone who is enrolled in the program, maybe kind of how big is their world there at the, at the facility while they're there? How many folks are, yeah. are with them?
1: So our maximum amount that we will not take this year is 25. This year, our target is between six and 12. And we're we're almost there. We actually have two interviews this week, and we've already accepted four. And so, I feel pretty confident. I feel good about it. Having a, a smaller community, or you know, by the, by the time we hit in June, we may have twelve. But I'm reminded by my husband and by the board that we're we will operate no matter who the who the Lord brings. And so that's kind of where we stand at this point. Well,
0: that's the way to be. And again, can't stress enough that that it's when you get to. First of all, lead something with your spouse. Like how great is that? But also yeah. just the need for a board. I, I so often when I'm talking to guys who want to do skate ministry, you know, and I say, listen, the, the best thing that you can do for your organization, for your ministry, if you really want to see God grow this thing is have a quality board. Have these people yeah. on your team who know your heart and who catch your vision and say, What can I do? You know, what what do you need? That to me is so important. I'm sure you can speak to that as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I would say that really, you know, a lot of times people are asking me about the gap and at the end of the day, I'm literally a very small piece of it. There are so many people that are volunteering that now work for the gap that are making huge sacrifices. You know, the host couple that's quitting their jobs and moving there. Like there are so many people. And what I love about that is that clearly it's the lord that will get credit and not a single person and so having the right people on the boat with you is is has been such a blessing
0: that's amazing all right so how do I find out more about The Gap at Sawmill Meadow whether I want to you know use it for myself or use it for a family member or just be able to support and partner with you in some way how does that happen
1: yep there's a couple of ways number one we're on social media Instagram and Facebook is our social media of choice and so it's Lean Into The Gap on both handles and then our website is leanintothegap.org and from there you can reach me directly through the contact button also on the website we'll have a link to you know, volunteering opportunities to volunteer for that application process that should be up in the next week or two. Um, and so we're constantly, the, the website is constantly being updated and amended. And so I would check back off and follow along, subscribe to our newsletter, through our website and just reach out. I'd love to have a conversation with anyone who is, has, has great advice or interested to hear more about The Gap.
0: Well, Tammy, thank you so much for your heart and for your ministry and for sitting down and talking to me today.
1: Thank you, John. I really appreciate you asking.
0: Hey, absolutely. And at what point are you thinking to create a program for like 50 something year old skateboarders who want to just kind of come up to the mountains and make coffee and just read a few quotes from their uh, book every now and then?
1: We're already full for that program, (laughs) but I'll I'll talk to you about some other opportunities to have you out there to drink coffee and read
0: some quotes. I, I love it. I love it. Well, Tammy, have the best day. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Appreciate
0: it. Absolutely. Listener, we thank you for sitting down with us and having this conversation. We hope that you're encouraged. We hope that you are equipped. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for your heart for mentoring. And we want to remind you that you can mentor.